Hello and welcome to the Open Government Podcast. I'm Richard Pietro. And I'm Samir Vasta. Each episode of the Open Government Podcast, we usually bring you an interview with someone in the open government community. But today, we're doing something a little different. Absolutely. Both Samir and I are at the Canadian Open Data Summit, which is part of international open, uh, as part of the International Open Data Conference this week. And there's plenty of events that are taking place in Ottawa. And Samir and I decided that we would just do a quick summary of the morning sessions that we've witnessed here so far at the Canadian Open Data Summit, which is hosted by the folks at Open North. We've had Jean-Louis Landry before on the show, but now that they're actually putting this thing together, this giant event, can you describe what we've experienced so far, Samir? Definitely. So we walked into this room. Uh, I walked in. There's 170, oh, I think maybe even more people. Uh, close uh, to 200. Yeah, it's a full room. And, uh, and, and we sit down, and we were treated right off the bat to a keynote by Tim Davies. Uh, who came in from the UK and talked to us about kind of like, I, I think the title was Trends and Attitudes in the Global Open Data Community, but it was really thinking about future and thinking about how we build on kind of policy and impact ar ar along this infrastructure that we're building. And I think it was a really good way to set the stage because what he really did was help us think about some of the questions that we're going to be asking uh, over the next couple of days, um, whether at this conference or at the international one. And it really set the stage really well also for the kinds of uh, things that they talked about in the first panel. And in the first panel, let's see if I can remember names, it was moderated <laughs> by David Hume uh, of uh, the government of BC, and then it included people like Claire Masson from the government of Canada, Richard Sterling from the ODI out in the UK, Pamela Rob uh, Robinson, who's from Ryerson University, and Damon Drummer, who uh, was part of the Smart Chicago Collaborative. And it was great because what they did was they were able to take Tim's ideas of kind of how do we build impact on top of public infrastructure and really look at what that impact can look like and how do we galvanize people to create that impact. What were some of the thoughts that you came away with? Well, the very first thing that, that resonated with me, it actually came from Tim, who obviously was our first speaker, but he talked about there's really two kinds of open data action. And he talks about the first one, which is problem solving, and the second one, which sort of problem solving evolved into infrastructure building, mm -hmm. right? Creating the portals and all that kind of jazz. And he said, well, there seems to be a pattern developing now that we got to go back to problem solving and sort of close the loop. And it's sort of problem solving to infrastructure, infrastructure to problem solving and sort of creating that cycle. And that's one of the things he talked about is fundamentally mm -hmm. is that not only do we have to talk about open data and open government and creating these sort of tools, but we've got to look at the sustainability of it, right? Right, making sure that it feeds into itself. So that was a, sort of the one thing that sort of came to mind when, when that resonated with me right. that, uh, that Tim mentioned. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> uh, was there anything particular about Tim for you that, because he mentioned about sort of, you know, five different elements that, that he sees, the five different trends that he sees sort of popping up. Uh, is there anything in particular with you that, that drove to you, that came to you? I, I think I, I, I echo that kind of drive towards the need for sustainability and the need for kind of building it into the processes. Uh, I, I don't remember the exact words, but he says there's a lot of uh, open data initiatives or people working on it, and a lot of them don't work with each other. There was some kind of terminology that he used, and it was, it was really great to see that the recognition that there's a lot going on and sometimes those things that are going on are, might be in conflict with each other or at least don't complement each other. And I think this kind of galvanizing of let's make sure that we're bringing it all back to this kind of, again, what are the problems we're solving and then how can we sustainably do that, do this uh, in a long-term basis? And that, that involves us working together for that. I think that was really, that was really good and it kind of brought together this notion of collaboration and uh, kind of 
working together that this conference, I think, is really pushing um, as, as opposed to maybe some of the previous events in the open data space. And it's actually kind of interesting along those lines because one of the, the very first thing he started saying was, usually when you have a presentation on trends, you look at the past. Yeah. But this is a very short past when it comes to the open data conversation. So we went from essentially zero to 60 in, you know, 10 really seconds. Quickly, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> right? And, and that was one of the things that was interesting is when he started talking about standards, right? right? We always think about the technical aspect of standards, but because open data has grown so fast, so quickly in so many different places, we got to start looking at standards from a linguistic perspective. Not just open data in English, but the multilingualism of open data, which uh, I found to be, uh, once again, just because I'm an English speaker, yeah. I just don't consider it. Something you don't think of. And what, yeah. I, what I loved when he's talking about that whole multilingualism is who are we leaving out because yeah. of our standards? Yeah. How do the standards that we create leave other people out? Whether that's language or whether that's other kinds of things. So when we're starting to think about standards, we think it's great to have everyone under the same umbrella. But once you do that, are you leaving people out who don't fit in that space? Do you leave them in the fringes and then you exclude their voice? So the idea of exclusion uh, by standardization is a, was a really thought-provoking piece that I think he brought up. Absolutely. So so let's quickly move on to uh, the panel discussion, which uh, you just profiled a moment ago, which talked about sort of establishing the ecosystem for an open data environment, which uh, we had, the panel was one, it brought pretty much all perspectives. Definitely, very diverse. Uh, is there anything that stood out from you, whether it was what David introduced it as, or that it was so, it was given such a big profile? Oh yeah, well I mean, I, 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 I will take a whole other podcast to gush about Pamela Robinson. Oh, and, totally, yeah. And how much, basically, <laughs> uh, I, I think I tweeted earlier that Pamela basically takes all these crazy ideas in my head and articulates them <laughs> in a way that I never could. Um, and so, I, but before we start gushing about Pamela, I do want to, like, gush about the rest of the panel. And I think what I loved was that David was able to manage a panel that was diverse, uh, you know, in, in many senses, from government, from community, from academia, and who all had different perspectives on kind of what the ecosystem can look like or yeah. should look like. And I think, I think just, just being able to tease out those perspectives was a really good thing that he was able to do. But I also like the fact that those perspectives were kind of aligned with each other. And then it showed that the ecosystem really is intertwined. That someone that's working in academia and someone that's working in the community have essentially the same goals. And how do, how do you use those goals for the, sorry, how do you use activities, different activities in those spaces for the same goals? Yeah, absolutely, and and going. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to bring up Pamela <laughs> here because uh, I did ask a question, yeah. which was, you know, most of the the panel talked about the ecosystem between people and their government, and how do you create that that how do you foster that relationship? And I asked the question is, well, I'm more concerned concerned about fostering a relationship between government and government, right? Interjurisdictional, uh, you know, territories within departments. And Pamela said, like. You know, we, we need an HR thing. We need performance reviews that reflects those needs. Um, but at the same time, and you know what? This is one of those things when you sort of fly by night on, on these dispatches. Yeah. My train of thought has completely derailed. <laughs> well, that's fine. You know what? I'll, I'll pick up right on that. And that, that idea of uh, performance management as being part of uh, how you measure open. And I, 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 loved, I, I loved that she brought that up because that's something I've kind of been pounding the table on for a long time. But I also loved how everyone else brought up kind of like the measurement piece of this and how do you measure the ecosystem. I love that, uh, you know, uh, Demond, when he was talking about Chicago, is that we are like, 
it, it was not just a project that we said we're going to put out there, but it was a project and we're going to look at how effective it was and then iterate on top of that. And similar things that, you know, Richard has said with his startups that, are, that they're hoping to work with in the ODI is that they'll give them some seed funding and then they'll look at what, how, what is the successful impact of these startups or, or these projects and then kind of iterate so that they can actually be really impactful. So I like the idea that everyone's taking is let's not just do something, but let's do something, measure its impact and then go and then iterate and make a change so that, we that uh, the ecosystem grows. Something else that really struck with me was when Richard Sterling uh, from the Open Data Institute talked about originally when people started building these portals and releasing data, even he sort of joked around that he said this, right. uh, that if you build it, they will come. If you release it, people will use it. But it didn't happen as quickly as everyone thought it was going to happen in terms of the uptake. So that's why you've always seen many people of us in our community have seen these open data contests and open data apps. But one of the things that he talked about is uh, that what they're doing is helping startups help go through the barriers, right. right? Navigating the bureaucracy, navigating this new world requires a little bit of guidance. So I think for me that was, I'm, I'm loving the fact that they're acknowledging that, that we're not left to fend ourselves, <coughs> we're not left to fend for ourselves out in the woods and that um, now we've got these organizations that are enabling others to get into it because a lot of people that want to do a lot of things they just don't know where to start or they hit that one barrier and mm -hmm. they say screw it you know what i'm just not going to do it and uh, they give up exactly and i love that claire uh, masson from the government of canada actually brought up the fact that the, OD the odx i guess they're calling it the open data exchange mm -hmm. uh, just recently launched to help kind of do that kind of thing in canada as well help startups yeah. navigate that space and incubate and accelerate in that space so I, I think there's a lot of momentum for this to happen not just among startups but amongst communities groups amongst people who really want to do something but need help to navigate the system before they're able to do anything of impact so uh, I love that uh, for interest of time just kind of is there something you're looking forward to in the next uh, in the next afternoon or the rest of the morning session that uh, you want to call out or is there something did I miss <laughs> no I think well, we are the, sort of getting tight on time a little bit mm -hmm. here but uh, the one thing that I commented on this because I'm actually a volunteer at this event right now right, with the folks at open <laughs> oh believe you me that's uh, you know, that's how I could get here, <laughs> is offering my, my labor. Yeah. But um, what, one of the things that I commented on is for a lot of us, at least in Canada, this is almost like a high school reunion. Oh, yeah. Right? There's yeah, a lot yeah. of faces like, oh, man, how are you doing? It's, it's very communal. I love the camaraderie that we've built around here. But because the, the, the spokes of the Canadian Open Data Summit and Open North have su done such a great job in bringing an international presence, the biggest thing I'm looking yeah. for is, although I love the community here in Canada, I can't wait to speak to this international community that I've right. never had a chance to before. Or even the diverse community in Canada. And I, I, I loved when I walked in the room. You know, the first thing I said is, oh, so many fr friendly faces, familiar faces. And then I looked around, and I'm like, oh my God, so many more that yeah. I've never seen before, uh, whether they're international or Canadian. And I, I, I have to give kudos to Open North and everyone that was involved in, in this summit is that they've been really good at doing outreach to bring in people that I've never seen before yeah. and you know, obviously that who may not have been part of this conversation as vocally as, as some others. So it's, it's, I'm really looking forward to learning from other people that I haven't, I haven't heard from before. And this is a perfect example of collaboration between sort of the civil society and government because right. you have the International Open Data Conference, which is on Thursday and Friday, right. which is essentially run by the government, the federal government of Canada. 
And the folks at Open North, just from my understanding, sort of said, well, let's bring the Canadian Open Data Summit and make a whole week yeah. of this, right? We should, someone should stand up and call this Open Data Week in Canada. Totally, yeah. In Parliament or something. Yeah. <laughs> in, so, in Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully he'll, he'll hear this uh, and he'll make the announcement later yeah. on this afternoon. But uh, that's the one thing that really sort of impressed me is, is I love seeing people in government working together and it flourishing as well as it has. So this uh, sort of pretty much ends our time. Definitely, and I'm really excited to be do a, do a few more of these while we're out here. Yeah, that's um, just it. Samir and I, both Samir and I are here the entire week, and there's plenty of other events. There's a data on conference, uh, I believe, tomorrow. There's open parliament or opening up parliament the next day, and obviously the international open data conference and a whole lot more. So there'll be more dispatches. Definitely, and we'll try and bring you some voices from other people that are here and who are sharing some really great ideas as we go on, too. Absolutely. Right. So um, without, without anything else, yeah, without anything <laughs> else, uh, my name is Richard Pietro. I'm Samir Vasta. I'm at Vasta on Twitter. And I'm at Richard Pietro. Thanks. Our, our, sorry, our hashtag is uh, OGTPod, so feel free to send us any questions there. And, uh, and until next time. Absolutely. Thanks again, guys. See ya.